pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It's Tuesday. November 2nd, Governor McKee will be addressing the media later. Folks, this portion of our program brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. It's Coogs. Call them today, 401-732-6562. Remember, 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner. It's Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, cooling, residential services as kook says let us into your home don't fix it alone re coogan and heating well folks the um first of all it's a huge day because of what's going on with the elections and you want to watch what's happening virginia is is i can't stress enough you know we've talked about it you're going to hear donna perry coming up talking about it but what's going to happen in virginia it's just so monumental uh because if in fact terry mcauliffe loses and folks i am literally praying that he loses um this uh, they will just send a wave and it'll also just reaffirm how much the biden administration is failing it's not your imagination um 71 percent of the country feel that the country's on the wrong track wrong path going in the wrong direction that is a reflection on the biden administration and i want to remind people you know rhode island's very much t- tied to the biden administration you have the former governor governor gina raimondo commerce secretary now she's part of the administration that 71% of the country feels going in the wrong direction. And Governor McKee, Governor McKee, folks, who's coming off brutal, <clears throat> terrible third quarter fundraising. I realize a lot of people don't follow this. But just do the math. In the second quarter, Governor McKee raised, I think, close to 330000 So what do you think the goal is for the third quarter, which they just finished? Pretty much the same thing, over 300000 So how much did he do? Half of that half of that 145 he's in the same category as secretary of state nelly gobea the mckee camp folks when you're doing half of what you project you're going to be bringing in fundraising you have major problems the mckee administration because of investigations because of following the biden administration and failing to really get his footing and having a problem with the mandates and the vaccine and not really stepping forward and helping small business governor mckee finds himself at a real crossroads make no mistake about it if people felt good about the mckee administration his fundraising total would have been over three hundred thousand. but there have been several missteps self-inflicted errors the primary is now 10 months away if you're raising the same amount as secretary of state nelly gobia by the way he was also outraised by matt brown granted matt brown's running conjunction with cynthia mendez but but still matt brown came forward and said mckee is corrupt and then he raised one hundred fifty-four thousand. governor governor mckee raised 145 same boat uh outraised by general treasurer seth magaziner major problems folks i want to do another follow-up now if you haven't seen it the story on dipetro.com it's very disturbing i really want to give credit to channel 12 has really dug in on the story we're talking about north kingstown where they allowed by the way we're now learning the union protected this coach he was a teacher and a coach you know you can't fire anybody maybe you're not aware of that it's impossible to fire a teacher in rhode island not if they're a member of the union so you had this basketball coach and the allegations are that he would do this he would call it a body fat test and uh you know you have 14 year old kids would have to go into the room now we have more details i've learned more i have been speaking i want to confirm this right now i have been speaking with some of the victims and they've been filling in the blanks confirming a lot of things for me leading into new directions this thing is really exploding but the fact that this former coach who was a teacher there aaron thomas he would do what he'd call this oh let's do a, a naked fat test let's check your body fat and then would say to the now you're a 14 year old boy you're standing in your underwear are you shy or not shy oh you're shy or i keep your underwear oh you're not shy or i take down your underwear and would do these tests now he he had a video camera outside his office he was also the video teacher at north kingstown high school folks this wasn't going on in the 60s this wasn't going on in the 70s 
This was going on last spring. He just left there in June. People covered up for him. Coaches knew. Just to re the allegations are, and I haven't heard anyone say this didn't happen. He would have these young boys in North Kingstown High School come in. He had a private office. He had a camera outside and a monitor in his office so he could see if anyone was coming down the hallway. And he would say he was going to give them a body fat test. But basically, a, a lot of the boys would then have to strip naked. Now, there's no reason for you to be naked for this test. There's no reason for a boy at a high school to be naked with a man alone in his office. It's, it's, it, it's beyond bizarre. But what's more reprehensible is the union protected him. Other coaches knew did nothing about it. Teachers knew did nothing about it. Uh, boys that would come forward and talk to teachers in North Kingstown High School, they would then be asked if, well, did you, did you get aroused when he was touching you? Did you? I mean, this is how sick that school has become. North Kingstown High School, the, the people involved with that school, it, it needs to be dismantled. It's a complete disgrace that once naked, the coach would instruct them to do stretches and cross-legged. He'd use this caliber to pinch and measure their body fat, supposedly. First of all, what kind of body fat does a 14, 15-year-old boy have? He would meet them behind closed doors and then kind of egg them on to strip naked. He'd engaged in this for years. Terrible. This went on, started in the early 2000s. I'm told it started... Uh, when they moved into the new high school and was going on as recently as 2019. Some played sports other than basketball. So one former player told Channel 12, you know, as I grew up, I started asking, like, did I really need to be naked for this? Now, I spoke with one victim that feels that the coach who was Mr. Video, that he was secretly videotaping these, as whacked as that is. Channel 12 also spoke with a number of people who said there's there's no reason that they needed to be naked doing these tests. Several students said the naked testing struck them as weird. They didn't appear to be connected to any type of exercising or dieting regime, but it was the coach asking them to take their clothes off. So several explained they were physically forced to get naked. Nope, you could keep your underwear on. Strip down to your underwear. Are you shy or not shy? He would ask them that. Oh, you're shy or I keep your underwear on. Oh, you're not shy? Oh, okay. Then take down your underwear. Be totally naked. You know, th this is, and, and many of them told Channel 12, if you kept your underwear on, it made you look weak in front of a person who would decide whether or not you're going to start on the basketball team. So, and with basketball, you know, let's face it, you want to be aggressive and, oh, I don't want somebody shy. Nah, he's too shy. And then he's kneeling in front of them while they're naked to conduct the test. One former student told the police on one occasion he took it a step farther. He'd already gone through a year of fat testing. He said he needed to be checked for a hernia, even though the student hadn't complained about any of it. He used his hands to apply pressure above and below his genital area. He said he never wanted to be alone with the coach after that interaction. We're the police. We're the, the North Kingstown police were notified this as 2018. And it wasn't until some of them started to see Larry Nassa, the U.S. women's gymnastic team doctor, who sexually abused hundreds of girls and young women, was finally then brought to justice. Where were the adults? This was allowed to go on. They all knew about it. The real secret in shame. This is real Jerry Sandusky stuff with Penn State. Folks, what an absolute disgrace in north kingstown but again the union protected him couldn't get rid of him if you wanted to nope couldn't get rid if you wanted to no nope. protected this is, so somehow this is legal because he wasn't fully forcing them to get naked but just that then when some of the boys would mention what happened teachers like well you know i mean he's just the coach i mean they have a real sick group of individuals at that school folks there's no other way to put it it's inexcusable it didn't have to happen again uh i want to uh, point out I, I give full credit channel 12 the boston global so everyone is jumping in on the story uh the superintendent in north kingstown should absolutely uh re resign or be fired the principal should be fired any adult that knew uh and there were plenty of them apparently 
I've also heard that some of the coaches, their sons who attended the school, they never had to go through the fat test. So what does that tell you? Why is it that certain fathers who were coaches, they kept their boys away from having to go alone and be naked with the coach in North Kingstown High School? This is, it's unimaginable that this was going on, but it's real. And then on top of that, when he left there, and then when he got a job, he uh, left there. They let him resign instead of, and then, by the way, he was taken off as head coach of the basketball team. They didn't put out a memo to his parents or anything. I know the superintendent principal say we have to be so careful about no one wants to be sued and blah, blah, blah. So we'll allow these little boy, these young boys to be manipulated. 14, 15 years old, you have to go in a room and be naked with this guy. Oh, okay. Good thing you're protecting the coach. Superintendent principal, fired, fired. Any coach that knew, and it sounds like it was a lot of them, fire them. Start new, dismantle, covering up. What an absolute embarrassment and disgrace. We're going to have more on it, but we're hearing more and more that the union protected him. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery this winter season. Take down the number. I want. I would like you to have Henry Oil, your oil provider, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, and online at henryoil.com. Folks, a lot more ahead. Again, the uh, you also have the um, situation, the terrible situation with a priest in Providence. A guy showed up at the church with a gun. And Governor McKee, though, continues to be, he, did, he has not handled these protests as well at all. And he's paying for it. He's paying for it in the polls. He's paying for it in his fundraising. They continue to dog him. You know, we've talked about it. They don't take it seriously. They're very, very abrupt. I will tell you firsthand, there's no way they would treat Black Lives Matter protesters the way they treat these white frontline workers who lost their jobs. There's a double standard with the mandates. I'll tell you the whole thing. It's not as easy as it looks. All right, a lot more ahead on this Tuesday right here on The John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he has a new book out in Trump time. It is Peter Navarro. Peter, first of all, congratulations on the book. Uh, take us through the process that you decided to write this book in the first place. I think it goes back to the very beginning. Now, I, I was only one of three senior White House officials who was with the president all the way from the campaign in 2016, where I served as his uh, chief economic advisor, all the way to the end of what we like to say, uh, the end of his first term. And what was interesting is early in 2017, when I came into the White House, I was shocked. I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked by how many people inside the perimeter, inside the White House, inside the administration, were actually actively disloyal to the president and his agenda, who disobeyed the chain of command. And I thought at that point, you know what, I'm going to be part of history in some small or large way, um, so I better keep a daily journal. And that's what I did. Every night when I came home, no matter how tired I was, I wrote kind of what, the, what happened that day. And the In Trump Time book, uh, the In Trump Time means as quickly as possible exp- expression I coined. The In Trump Time book describes 
the last year uh, of the administration during during the plague year. And um, I think the beauty of the book is it finally provides an insider's account. It offers the truth of what actually happened and the, the gulf between what people have read about in the in the fake news and the corporate media versus the actual re- reality about the president himself, about the evil Tony Fauci, about the betrayal of the president by the vice president, Mike Pence, about what communist China actually did to us in terms of attacking America with a virus, and about what happened on both November 3rd and November 6th. Uh, that's what the interim time book really is about. It's a book, I think, of both revelations, but also indictments. And um, today, uh, I'm honored to be on your show, because today is the day the book actually officially uh, publishes. Folks, again, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his new book, In Trump Time, Journal of Americans Plague Year. Peter, you write about your uh, first encounter with with Dr. Fauci. What can you tell us about that? Chapter two of In Trump Time, let's take you right into the iconic situation room. It's January 28th, 2020. We're at the, the dawn of the pandemic. There's really only three people in the White House who are taking this pandemic seriously at this point. It's the president, myself, and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien. And the president has dispatched me on a very, very important mission, which is to go to the sit room and convince the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Nason at the time, to support the ban on travel from China. This would turn out to be one of the most prescient and courageous decisions of the president, would save millions of lives. But at that point, he had a lot of opposition. So he sends me, I'm the tip of the spear, I'm his tough guy. I go in, the staff's down at the end of the table, he's chairing the meeting. I got one of, I, I love Mike Pompeo, but the people who worked for him were, were just a lot of hacks. And I had one of his hacks by my left shoulder. Across the way, the uh, the Orville Redenbacher doppelganger and Robert Redfield, the CDC head, uh, just one of the most bumbling bureaucrats I've ever met. And you had Azar there, right? So I knew I was going to have problems with the four of these guys. But across from me, there's this little guy, little round glasses, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. He was just a guy, right? And two minutes in, I'm in a violent argument with him. And he keeps insisting insisting that travel bans don't work. Like a parent, like, I'm I'm going, dude. And I actually said to him, dude, it's like, uh, dude, it's like, you mean to tell me that if you got 20,000 Chinese nationals coming in a day, uh, many from Wuhan, many of them lit up like a Christmas tree with virus. That it, it's like, come on down, like let them in, right? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> so the you know, the meeting erupted, it ended like in total chaos, um, with me fighting him and Mulvaney and everybody else. But but it, it, at the end of the day, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking he thinks he's smarter than he is, which is dangerous. But but I knew right then. I knew right then he was going to hurt both the nation and the president. But here's the interesting thing about that story uh, in the In Trump Time book. It's the lie, not the Congress, which which Fauci did, but was the lie of omission. Let me let me explain something that, that people need to understand in this country very clearly. At the at, by that point, early in the pandemic, Fauci already knew that he was culpable in the pandemic. What did we know right then? We knew that the the virus came from Wuhan. We knew that the virus popped up within yards of a Wuhan bioweapons lab. We knew that Fauci funded that lab through grants. We knew that he authorized gain-of-function experiments at that lab, which, which were capable of turning harmless bat viruses into human killers. And here's the here's the kicker. He received an email from a top scientist that very month that told him flat out this thing was genetically engineered. The lie of omission, the big lie of omission of Tony Fauci was not to tell me, the president, and the task force that that thing likely came from the lab. He never raised that issue. It cost millions of lives worldwide, hundreds of thousands of American lives. 
that man belongs in an orange jumpsuit, not as the <laughs> highest paid bureaucrat and plaque of the Biden administration. Folks, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his book in Trump Time, a journal of America's plague. Yeah, Peter, I want to tell you, I read a lot of books. I don't know if you realize how funny you are. I was literally laughing out loud <laughs> reading this book. And it sounds, you know, as I'm out talking to you, I can now I can picture your voice as I was reading it. I mean, folks, it is such like a straight from the hip. No BS. Um, Peter, I, I have to ask you, I mean, aren't you, are you surprised that nine months in the Biden administration is already, you know, completely, uh, the Titanic 71% feel he's on the wrong path. I mean, they've already lost their way. Not surprised at all. I, I predicted, uh, right after, uh, the, the transition of power, I guess you'd call it, that Biden would be gone uh, within a year or a year and a half. Uh, simply because it's it was obvious to everybody who wanted to look that this man had diminished mental capacity and that he invariably made bad decisions. I mean, that he was known for that in the, like within the Obama White House. And he surrounds himself with people who have no understanding whatsoever of how economies work. I mean, look, in, in Obama-Biden was eight years of, of massive federal debt economic stagnation and flat wages right they they they, they. so we come along you know i'm i'm out with with the boss we're campaigning on structural change in the economy tax cuts deregulation strategic energy dominance and fair trade that was our mantra we we put that in and we grow above the forecasts and real wages rise, particularly for black and brown Americans and blue-collar workers. I mean, and so Biden, Biden comes in and then goes, you know, reverts to the Biden incompetence mean. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. And, and, and by the way, when I'm, 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 I'm so honored by what you say about when you read the book. Um, w- when I wrote the book, I actually dictate, I use voice dictation yeah. software, and I try to write for the ear rather than the eye it works so it works and and if you listen to the book what's fun about the audio book i i did the narration myself as you as you might expect i was like the author to do the narration but i also have some guest voices in there uh as part of it so it's more like a dramatic production oh wow steve steve bannon's in it oh boy davis hansen uh, the boss has a little cameo. Corey <laughs> Lewandowski absolutely steals the show. Wow. Uh, when he relates the story, I don't know if you remember the book, the story about him being on Air Force One with Dave Bossie. Yes. And how they're reading the riot act of Jared Kushner and, and campaign about not being ready for uh, for the steal that's about to come. Uh, so he narrates that whole thing. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, for folks who prefer like the audio books, uh, this one, I think you'll find to be uh, a little bit of cut above most of what uh, what you're going to get. But I, the, for me, the book submission, I mean, my mission is to take Fauci down. This is the Fauci fire. <laughs> that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. He is he is a murderer. I make the case. Uh, if you don't believe me by the time you get to the end of it, I'll give you double your money back. Uh, we got to hold China accountable. And, and we really do get you have to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd and January 6th. This is going to be the first audio book that I'm going to buy, and I hope my family's not listening because you're all getting copies of the book. Folks, it is in Trump time, Journal of America's Plague of Peter Navarro. Peter, I mean it. I'm going to have you back. A pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations. I, this is the best book of 2021. Hilarious. Oh, I'm so flattered so, by that. All right, Peter. Congratulations. Bye-bye. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401 401- Two seven two thirty three forty. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle, folks. It can happen. Whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone. Call West Fountain Auto Body four zero one two seven two thirty three forty. They are located four hundred West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West 
Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you've heard me talk about first we started with september i think the whole entire fall actually uh should be suicide awareness suicide prevention if possible and the person you've heard me speaking with we've got such great feedback about it is first of all the website is mantherapy.org mantherapy.org joining us once again is our friend dr rob harrison and dr rob it is uh, so important i want to just start off uh kind of to me the elephant in the room listen there's there's far more popular topics to talk about i'd rather talk to you about the patriots or how beautiful the fall weather is but uh suicide awareness as you've i've heard you even say that the workshop that people could be part of it's similar to like learning cpr could probably save more lives than cpr it's one of those things that can no longer be a topic that people no longer discuss uh there are people out there that feel desperate that are at the end of their rope and the good news is there's warning signs for different individuals that they can spot and potentially in, save someone's life. That's right, John. Uh, anyone can learn this. Uh, it's called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And as I said before, it is more effective than CPR in saving lives. Um, it basically teaches anyone how to recognize the sign that someone may be thinking of suicide and ask them directly the question, are you thinking of suicide or thinking of taking your life? And then for trying to persuade them to let you help them get some help as a friend or a relative, a neighbor, co-worker, not a professional, but just as somebody who cares. And then refer them appropriately uh, to the, uh, the best place for them. Not everybody needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs a 911 call. So we need to figure out how we can refer appropriately to get help that people need. Dr. Rob, um, if you would be uh, so kind as to explain, how can people sign up for the workshop? How far in advance? Uh, what's been the reception so far that of people that have uh, taken part in your workshop? Well, the first part of the question, uh, the best way to find out uh, the registration link for the, I do it on Zoom, the first uh, and third Tuesday of every month for the community. It's free, obviously. Um, but I, the best way to get that link is to go to healthybodieshealthyminds.org and you can register for whatever day uh, works for you. It's usually between 6 and 7.30. It's just an hour and a half training. It is an evidence-based training, and at the end you're certified as a uh, suicide prevention gatekeeper for three years. Uh, this is a great training. It really does uh, help a lot of people. So if you go to that website, healthybodieshealthyminds.org, you can uh, register for any of the trainings that they're done. Um, the feedback has generally been very positive. Last spring, I, I presented the, the class to some teachers at Charo, and I got an email back from one of the teachers who said, you know, I took this course thinking this is going to be a complete waste of time because I teach kindergarten. I don't need to know this stuff, but I want the credit, so I'll go ahead and do it. And I found that I was 100% wrong. It is a very, very useful class for anybody to take. I found it extremely helpful, and I'm just encouraging everybody to take the class. So that's the kind of feedback we get. And I want the listeners to know, I I plan to take this, uh, obviously because of my occupation, I come in contact with all different types of people. And as I've shared with Dr. Rob, folks, and and I've talked about it on the air, but uh, just this past spring, there was someone that I knew, had known for quite some time, um and then he just found himself in a place that he could not climb out of and i i I wish that i had been had taken that type of workshop and i i don't know if it would have changed but i could have changed the dynamic but um but it's terrible when it happens to someone that you know and then you think that maybe maybe there and in this particular case there were some warning signs now folks this also was speaking with dr rob harrison and dr rob something that people can do instantly and that is i love this 20 point head checkup mentherapy.org folks there has been and again i recognize this is a topic a lot of people don't want to talk about but i have found dr rob everywhere i'm going people are secretly kind of asking me about it but there is an epidemic of right now men 
and it's it's men over the age of 50 that for whatever reason have found themselves in a in a place where they uh they they don't see a way out and they they take the most drastic action possible and and this is something that people can either do for themselves or maybe share with their with their husband or a brother or just even send the link to a coworker, someone they're a little concerned about um again it's it's not an easy thing to to broach but at the same time you could be saving someone's life absolutely uh, if you go to mantherapy.org in the first place it's, it's very uh very funny it's a very humorous approach to try to engage middle-aged men uh to con- consider what their mental health is uh, is like and also to see what other people have done to get uh, to get help um the 20-point head inspection helps a guy figure out Am I just being really stressed, or am I really dealing with anxiety or depression or some other kind of mental health problem? Um, it also gives you tons of resources, gives you videos of other people who've struggled and, and have, have found help. Uh, so it's just a, a great website, just mantherapy.org. Anybody can do it. Uh, the other nice thing about it is there's no stigma associated. Nobody's seen you go to a physician's office or, or to a therapist or anything like that. Um, not that those things are bad. But a lot of men uh, have that stigma and don't want anyone to know that what they're doing. So this is a way that nobody else has to know what you're doing. But it's a great resource for, for anyone who's struggling. Folks, again, the website is mantherapy.org. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J. Kale Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, JKL. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. Joining me right now, one of my siblings, it is Donna Perry, happens to be an independent columnist and also opinion maker. And uh, DJ, you know, I don't remember the last time I was uh, this excited about an election, but there's so much on the line. And I want to start off, I recognize to the average person, the name Terry McAuliffe might not mean as much, but to political insiders uh, i've interviewed him on his book i've actually been around him with events he was very good friends with mark weiner um he was the guy that bought the house for the clintons in chappaqua he is he ran the democrat party at one point he was the governor of virginia and um it is just remarkable of what is on the line on tuesday with this race for governor in virginia absolutely and great to be with you john um it, it, this thing is, is an earthquake even up to now before you've even counted every last, um, every last vote. And, and you're right. And you're not overstating it. I mean, this was a guy, this is as entrenched as you get. He had yep. served as governor. He should be a, someone who can just mop up against a state that has turned, you know, certainly increasingly is Democrat and you have kind of this upstart guy. Um, John, th- this is make no mistake about it. I mean, this is showing, really and truly that the Democrats are now in full view in real time. They are not doing approaches and policies that are popular with the average American uh, in the public. And there's no other way to say it. I mean, Virginia 
has half the state would be very much considered insiders. They're in the Washington, you know, D.C. Beltway universe, right, with jobs. And these are highly placed people and et cetera. And then you have a lot of federal public workers and then you have parts of rural Virginia. So it's it is a state that you can't completely cast it one side or the other. But no mistake about it. I mean, he is as kind of old line uh, establishment Democrat Party as Joe Biden. They're, they they right. you know they're almost like twins if you really yes. want to look at it that way, John. So that's the thing. And he, let's be honest, he is fighting for his political life within a handful of hours here. And I think uh, the Republican has played the race brilliantly. Yes. Um, and despite you know the, with the media and in some ways the the. Washington press corps anyway, you know, they were kind of caught short a little bit, a lot of distracting stories through the summer. And I think they didn't see it coming that this guy had really, Youngkin has put his finger on the scale of where people are fed up and angry. He has done a phenomenal job. And if I may, John, I, I, I also think what, I also think this could, beyond that it affects, you know, Biden standing, I think what Partly what has happened here with the angry suburban parents on a range of issues, I think in some ways this is kind of the outtake of how people's frustration with how schools, and especially in Virginia, how they handled the pandemic. And they they had kids, not in in in-person learning. They were one of the latest in the country to send them back. And I'll tell you what, I think, you know, a lot of uh, governors and mayors who were kind of along those lines, I think they better watch out because I think there are parents now, now, it's very interesting. They're seeing how their children got way behind and maybe emotionally upset and they're, you know, they're way behind and, and a lot of other things and they're not adjusting. And I think they, parents want to hold someone accountable and, and to say, you know what, you shouldn't close schools for that long. I think that's part of what's going on here, you know, and it's, it's, falls right on McAuliffe. I, it's, it's the oldest thing in the world, too, in, in politics, J.D. You and I have talked about this, where you have this big entrenched guy. He's got, you know, his hand on everything. And, like, there's an issue, and they don't see it coming. You know, it's, They it, don't. Yeah. And there's two things I want to map out. Number one, McAuliffe, he was the first one to kind of raise his hand. And the line he said was, well, we're dealing with a lot of headwind from Washington. He was the first one. Yeah. To basically float to the media that the Biden presidency was dipping in the polls before there was even like a poll out. The second thing is, I think that Yunkin did that has proven to be very successful, is they really brought critical race theory to the forefront. Uh, yeah. That Loudoun School Committee, uh, them challenging that, uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe refusing to acknowledge what was going on. The, the fact that they were able to bring education into it and right. get back those suburban Mothers, a lot of independent uh, suburban moms, even Democrats that maybe had voted for Biden. And Donna Perry, you think about it, this is less than a year out. You would think the guy that who won by the state by 10 points would have some coattails instead. Right. We have Terry McAuliffe saying basically, you know, it, it's tough to try to get. I'm having a problem here because Biden is so unpopular. But now you lived and worked in D.C. Something else that I think kind of hurts McAuliffe and maybe helps. The, the challenge here, because in some ways, McCall is almost like the incumbent, but is the fact it's so close to D.C., people really pay attention. You have the yep. Washington Post on this race. Um, it, it's not people's imagination. If, if McAuliffe goes down and defeat Donna Perry, th- this is and but let's let's also remember, remind people, President Trump has not been engaged in this race. Right. So you're exactly right. They didn't see coming. I think that Trump was not going to play a factor in a role and he hasn't. And that Biden has so quickly become unpopular in a state that he won just less than a year ago. Right. A hundred percent on all of that. And you put your finger on it also, John, is suburban women and where their vote goes is can never be underestimated. There was a lot of reporting, you know, back for the 2020 race where they said Trump had lost suburban women in very, some very key areas. And that was true. Um, but they are they tend to be in the most independent of columns. So what does that mean? They can go with both parties and they go with where they feel like it's going. You know what I mean? And what and what they want to see 
and, and issues and certainly things revolving around, you know, in most cases, their children and their families and their communities. So I just think that you, the popular conventional wisdom would be if you're a guy like McAuliffe and this thing and the other guy is, oh. almost, is, is already peaked past you. Yeah, that's. They are, I mean, there's no other way to imagine that to me, I, you know, this is his race that he's could, could be about to get really going down. Yeah. Um, and he's got no one else to bring. I mean, he did no. bring in the president. He brought in the vice president. He did bring in the, you know, President Obama came in and they seem stunned. Now, Donna Perry also closer to home um, in New Jersey, yeah. which, you know, in some ways had certainly turned into a blue state suddenly. The governor there, Phil Murphy, he's also going to race on his hands with this Republican yes. who I think may run out of time. Meaning, I, I think if he if the race was if he had two more weeks, I think you'd really catch him. But it is uh, it is incredible what's what's playing out. Two states that seemingly you would have thought that Governor Murphy and never mind someone like a Terry McAuliffe would be in full control less than a year out from you know the presidential election with Biden winning both states. And uh, and New Jersey is another one that right now is kind of going down to the wire. Right. And this guy, um, Chidarelli, if I'm saying it right, this yes. the GOP guy, I mean, he's run a great race and he's not yeah. a household name. You know, no. this is not like, the, you know, the powerhouse of Chris Christie a few cycles back, not a household name. And you're right. He's got it within like eight points. That's not quite mm. margin of error, but there are polls showing it's under 10 points. That's pretty close and murphy's got to pull out all of his voters um mm. and he's another one that the, you know people felt he was ex very comfortably positioned for the race and you know popular but i i do think john there are uh, there is now in a way this could also this is a measurement of biden for sure and it's also a measurement of people i think the frustration of how certain things were handled in the pandemic and i think you you know you're seeing pushback in small business owners you and i've talked about this you know a hundred times i mean there are people who are saying you know you, you destroyed my business and they're right. questioning that and anyone who was in charge at that time but th this is really really could be bellwether um outcomes if, if you see the upset certainly virginia and i think if this guy even gets really close at the yeah. end with um, Murphy, Jersey. I think, wow. you know, yeah, you got to watch out in New Jersey because the Republicans are able to be statewide elected in New yes. Jersey. Yeah. As They've we done both it. Know, yeah. Christy Todd Whitman, uh, yep. Christy, you know, they were formidable. And um, I, it certainly seems to be catching the Democrat Party off guard. Folks, we're going to take a, a quick break. A lot more Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. Fall is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com they're helpful trustworthy reliable residential services from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 service one customer at a time service calls maintenance agreements call re coogan and heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie 401-732-6562 again look for them on facebook and then the website recooganheating.com call now keep your home nice and warm gas oil burners 24 emergency service re coogan and heating 401-732-6562 our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor at anchorising.com justin on saturday governor mckee had some kind of vaccination appearance it happened to be in woodsocket and Lo and behold, some of the frontline workers showed up. So I think Paul Rihanna, who's kind of been the face, the leader of it, he had a, a very legitimate argument that in Eleanor Slater Hospital, the state hospital, they allow, of course, the union workers. So there's two sets of rules. It's a double standard. They allow them to work and they're not vaccinated. Meanwhile, Paul and all these other frontline workers lost their jobs October 1st because they, they weren't mandated. 
they didn't get the vaccine. And what really struck out to me was here it is again. Governor McKee, his staff, they seem totally caught off guard, deer in the headlights. He even turns to Paul. Now, you know, anyone that has paid attention and I've seen where they have, uh, you know, Paul, Rihanna again, um, he's gone and challenged the governor at different things. You think it at the very least find out who this person is. But he turns to him and says, now, are you a nurse? Like totally caught off guard, uh, completely disrespectful. If I want to say if this were, for instance, like a Black Lives Matter or these were protesters, uh, there's no way the governor would have turned to say like a brother Gary and been like, now, are you, you know, a member of this group or who are you? Um, I I was just astounded. And the the McKee people, again, just seemed totally caught off guard, flat footed, no real response and and had no legitimate response because there is none of why you would allow. The state hospital, Elena Slater, to ignore the mandate, and yet you have all these other people that are out of work. Yeah, they, I mean that that exchange starts to make you think. I mean, it, what jumped out at me was the the lack of consideration or respect. I mean, you, and it's not hard to do. I mean, this should be kind of politics one hundred and one type stuff. I mean, even that question, "Are you a nurse?" is fine when he responds, "No, I'm I'm a CNA." You know, the, the response is obvious. It's, oh, well, you know, that's very hard work. I appreciate your, your right. service. We're trying to, uh, we're, we're just you know, trying to manage a very difficult situation here. And even, hey, let me set you up with a meeting with one of my staff and you can convey your concerns. And I mean, this is, you don't even have to be, I mean, uh, you should be sincere, but you don't have to be to, you know, to politics. I mean, that's, this is just basic stuff. And the fact that they don't do that just shows right. how, how I, you, I think you put it well a few weeks ago. It's just, it's as if they say, this is our way. And, you know, we don't have, we just roll over anything that's, that disagrees with us. It shows that the, the, these people, and sort of we, what we're going back to what we were talking about a moment ago, these people just don't count. <laughs> okay, you got my attention because you're disrupting my little photo op here. Oh, all right, yeah. And he had no, are you a nurse? No, I'm a CNA. Okay, and I'm walking away. And then um, some of the video I've seen of that incident, one of the state police, uh, what's his name? Pete Philomena, uh, I think Sergeant. And I think he was the, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the one who was kind of the instigator who led to the Marines arrest because uh, he, he, this particular officer okay. was wearing, wearing a, a uniform and started the yep. pushing. I think, it's, but just his attitude toward them was, you know, you, you can sit over there and, and protest, but you can't start shouting because then that's disorderly and I'll arrest you. And, you know, they were kind of responding and he says, no, that's it. I'm speaking, you know, and it was just the attitude was just not what you would certainly, certainly not what you would do if you were confronted with black lives matter protesters, there would be much different story. Uh, It just shows you, I mean, I've had interactions with the police that were not like this, you know, where where it's more like we respect your position. We respect your right to speak. We're trying to accommodate you. You just got to work with us a little here, but the attitude is all just no. Oh, cut it, cut it. Be quiet, quiet. I'm talking. You can go. You know me. You know I'm not going to mess around. Go sit over there. You know, it's just the the whole attitude is very surprising, but it, it's it's in keeping with what we're seeing as sort of this, as the what it seems like the left and Democrats are giving themselves permission just to ignore people they disagree with. What I also just and I personally I was there when when Paul saw my feet and showed up. Uh, this pharmacy off Minton Avenue that they were doing a quick photo op regarding flu shots. So outside was the governor's, one of his communication people, this girl that used to work at Mayor Lorza, and he's there, and Governor McKee realizes, okay, these people are going to show up wherever I am, so says to his staff, all right, get their number, let's have a phone call, let's have a conversation. And and they seem completely flat-footed, and, and again, surprised that they show up again in another protest. There hasn't been a meeting and there's the same aid again. I, I just look at it as if, if you're the governor and you want to continue to be the governor because and, and Justin, his his campaign fundraising for this quarter really took. I mean, they, they got half of what they really probably should have gotten. I'm understanding he raised one hundred fifty thousand the quarter before that raised three thirty. So. The investigations into the McKee administration are really taking a toll on his fundraising ability when you raise half of what your goal was. But I'm not surprised because this is a problem that they just want to go away. Uh, When you deal with people's livelihoods, they're not going to just go away. And and again, they they just seem flat footed. Uh, He can easily be blamed. But 
you know, you either have to get better people around you or they, they just seem completely unprepared that some, you know, these frontline workers and protesters are once again going to show up when he's doing a public event. And uh, and I was just very surprised at that. Now, um, Justin, again, speaking of that, how do you think uh, the governor's doing right now as far as COVID? I mean, by all accounts, I know they want to keep it alive. And, and there's Dr. Scott, that bizarre statement to the media, encouraging the media to be ambassadors for her message, which seems that like a, somebody has a, a, a conflated uh, opinion of what the media's role is supposed to be, not dictating or being ambassadors to her message. But by all accounts, if you take that one billion of COVID spending that they have to then just spend any way they want, other than that, it should be the state should be getting back to business as usual. Oh, I, I agree. Absolutely. And every, all the evidence points that way. All of the, the, the results from, from every test. I mean, you, when you, now they're looking to focus on uh, you know, getting kids vaccinated, which is what that, that event was about. And if you look at the data behind that, it shows kids don't really need to be vaccinated, uh, right. in my opinion. I mean, it, it's 90 in the, the one Pfizer study was 98.6% of kids who were not vaccinated did not catch COVID. I mean, when you're and none, nobody who caught it was was had it seriously as children. When you're looking at stuff like that, it, when you're looking at the results on the other side of the test results going down, it it really starts to indicate let's just go back to normal. Where I mean, where there's just no excuse for this. And I, I think uh, to some extent, Republicans are, are starting to uh, in the state are starting to you know push back and say, well, when are we? I think of Jessica Delia Cruz, the senator, for example. When are we going to? stop we don't need another extension of the emergency order uh and i I, but i think i think that's what we're we're kind of seeing is it's just there's a somewhere deep down there's a strategic decision they have to they have to keep it going to the point that everybody's vaccinated and then they can say see now that we're vaccinated we're done we had to do all that other stuff that did so much damage you know if they start admitting that you don't need to vaccinate every single last toddler in the state then then people might start to say well all right, if we don't need to vaccinate them, why did we need to vaccinate them? And maybe we shouldn't have shut down. Maybe this thing would have run its course to some extent. I th- and I think that to me, that's where this all go- comes from is they just, they're looking for an out and the vaccination and the masking, it, it's not quite working like they want, but it's what they feel like they they need to do to, to excuse what they've already done. And at the same time, they've got, there, there are people out there who my, my view is they're not scared of the virus so much as the possibility that they might not be able to tell other people what to do when they want to. Uh, and I think those two things are coming together to, to keep this thing just going and going and going. And it really ought to be just over. Folks, another quick break, a lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380. 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. Check out the website, depetro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, depetro.com, depetro.com. 